everyone, how's it going? This is Sandcast with Triborn and Travis Morder. And I'm brought to you by our sponsors over at Wilson. Uh, today we had a, a very nice and friendly guest on. Uh, of course, Tim Baumgren, the man who just was in the finals of the Austin AVP. Uh, he battled through a, a sprained ankle early in the tournament. And uh, it was his first time playing with Taylor Crab. Uh, because Jake Gibb was out. So it was uh, quite an eventful week for Tim Baumgren, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and a uh, really awesome podcast for you here. So uh, enjoy. Tim Baumgren. So, yeah, I mean, first tournament, first AVP of the year. Um, and you, So I guess walk us through how the partnership with Taylor even came about because I talked to him and he said that when – when he asked you that you were already signed up with someone else and then, but obviously if Taylor Crabb asked you to play, uh, it's pretty understandable if you, if you drop someone for, for Taylor. So walk us through how that partnership came, came about. Yeah. So I was signed up with, uh, with Kurt Topple. Um, you know, I'm fine saying names there. Uh, you know, he, uh, he and I have a good relationship and ultimately what it kind of came down to, um, was the fact that, Playing with Kurt would actually put me in the qualifier. Um, no thanks. <laughs> <We're> in- <laughs> wow, yeah. you, can, you can stay out of this. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to be in those either. I mean, those are those are nasty. I've I've been in them. I've spent my time there. I'd like to stay out of them. Um, but you know, the the main draws become so so potent with good competition that it it's tough to stay out of them. Um, so when Taylor called, and you know, obviously. Uh, qualifying versus not qualifying and he, i mean i don't think i need to explain the, the caliber at which taylor plays at um it was a it was an exciting opportunity and you know to be honest kurt and i had talked about doing huntington together um and he was kind of presented with the same situation uh that i was for austin so he ended up playing with mark Birick, who has some fivb points uh and i was i was in full uh, full support of Kurt going to play with Mark rather than playing with me and trying to qualify for Huntington, knowing that he could get in automatically. So it's kind of the same situation. The only thing that was different is I, I kind of bailed on Kurt quite a bit later. Um, so obviously I, I felt pretty bad about that. And we've certainly chatted. Kurt was uh, super cool about it and uh, appreciate his support on that. Uh, but yeah, it and ultimately it was just a really good opportunity when Taylor called and uh, you know, having Rich as a coach was phenomenal, and and here we are. And it looked like you got so you guys had one practice on Thursday when when you would have been playing in the qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. We uh, we got to go out and watch for a couple hours, sit in that hot Thursday qualifier temperature, and um, we actually ended up going to Woolies, which was a couple miles away from the qualifier site uh, where the main draw was held. Uh, and played a <clears throat> played a couple games against Stafford and Casey, and got a little drilling session in. Uh, but yeah, that was our only uh, practice beforehand. What was uh, what was the dialogue like in terms of uh, figuring out each other's game? Was there was there any effort at all, or, or just like yeah, I'll take this set, that set, and and that's and we'll just wing it from there? <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, if I were to say there was one thing that that stood out with our with our game this weekend, it was absolutely communication. And that was something that rich uh, emphasized as our coach. Um, you know, the only way you're going to play well for a team that hasn't played together is to communicate. And, you know, obviously, so we talked about, you know, the blocking calls and all that. Uh, we talked about who's taking middle, who's call, who's making the call when someone's serving, uh, you know, Taylor and Jake run the kind of a, a push to the outside, you know, high, middle, low, Mm-hmm. These types of things. I, I, most teams do the same thing. I, I do the same thing with Brian. Um, and so we just kind of talked about that and what his calls are, what my calls are <clears throat> and where to err. you know, like for example, uh, I'd prefer the ball to be a little bit farther inside versus outside. And I think kind of, you know, Taylor's kind of the same way. I think a lot of players are as well, but you know, just talking those things out makes a huge, huge difference in, in how the game flows. And, and once you get into the game, you know, if, if I know that the ball is going to be, uh, you know, right where I want it versus six inches to the way I can adjust versus can adjust, that makes right. a huge, 
huge difference. Yeah, I mean, so, Taylor, if I'm Taylor, I'm, you're so used to setting, uh, setting a right-handed person that you're used to putting it on that right shoulder. And you got to constantly be thinking, put it on his left shoulder uh, to set you. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's a huge uh, tribute to Taylor. I mean, he adjusted without, without issue. His sets were phenomenal. You know, I'm passing the ball all over the place, getting every serve. <laughs> uh, but he's, put, <laughs> he's putting it where I can hit it. And yeah. uh, I think that made a huge difference. So, uh, you know, obviously he plays with Jake most of the time, pushing it to the right hand, like you said. And uh, there was very few that I had any uh, any trouble with, so. Yeah, well, it's clear that uh, the communication worked because you guys legit got better and better each match. Uh, you end, you actually lost your uh, second match, right, of the main draw against Ryan and Billy. Yeah, Ryan we Birdie, did. Yep. Billy Allen, um, and then just kept getting better and better from there and made it all the way to the final. Uh, yep. What else? Uh, I'm. It's interesting to hear you say like that you really liked um, – uh, playing for Rich because I mean you've played with your brother for so many years you probably haven't had that much chemistry with different coaches or or partners um, was it weird having a coach or, or have you had a coach out there before I don't remember uh, yeah we so we had Dan Friend uh, oh yeah coach right. out of Minneapolis coaches for St. Louis or sorry uh, Lewis yeah University I know. and then uh, yeah Dan's a great guy coach, uh, so yeah, we had him for he was a uh, coach of ours for the last couple summers and um it, it, he's been a phenomenal influence on us and obviously he's a very knowledgeable knowledgeable individual um but yeah i mean rich certainly brings a different aspect to the game both both him and dan have great you know great backgrounds great experience and uh so i just you know rich i i like to talk positive about rich because he you know, on Thursday we had one little practice and he worked with me on some of my positioning with blocking. And I honestly, throughout the tournament that had a huge difference. And so I have to give him a huge credit for a lot of the blocks I had because the, the tiniest moves, uh, when you're blocking can, can, uh, mean the world as far as points and earning points or saving points, if you will. And you also so, have to talk positive about rich cause, uh, have you seen his arms? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not messing with that. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the just the potency of the men's main draw and just like looking at your road too. So every single team that you played had has at least made the semifinals in the past year. And after the first round, so Avery and Chase made the semis in Hermosa last year. And after that, everyone you've played was in a final or won an AVP in the last year. So how difficult is it to make it through to the finals in a draw that's only 16 teams, which, and it's fully loaded, meaning that no one's gone and no one's injured. Except, well, Jake was, but <laughs> you filled in. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, it was extremely difficult. I mean, it, it was one of those things like I personally kind of had to take myself out of, out of the play, you know, just kind of take it step by step. And I'm not, try to not look at, Oh, we need to win three more matches today, you know, on Saturday. It's more so like, okay, I need to pass this ball, uh, where it needs to be. So that Taylor can set me and we'll go from there. You know, it's, it was kind of just breaking it down for me, uh, as a team, you know, both when we're serving and when we're receiving and just kind of taking it step by step and just, you know, doing what you can to see how the plays, uh, turn out versus, you know, having that kind of the long-term goal. I think that was one of the things that changed for me this weekend is I didn't, I didn't really have the long-term goal. I kind of just kept the, uh, the play-by-play situation in my head. Let's do what we need to do on this play, and we'll worry about the next one when it comes. And do you think that – what do you think is most effective in terms of, of goal setting like for a tournament? Like you said, you've never really had a long-term goal. I always find it a lot easier for me to just go one play after the next. Like during, so like during the qualifier – you know, we would win our first one. They'd be like, so you have three more to go to get in. I'd be like, no, just, just one. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like getting ahead of yourself can be kind of a bad thing too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just to clarify that, that's exactly what I meant. Like, uh, I didn't try to get ahead of myself. You know, I'm playing with, playing with Taylor who obviously has a very good uh, reputation on the AVP and has a very good background. 
And so I didn't want to get ahead of myself. I didn't want to assume I'm going to all of a sudden be in fifth place. People were texting me when they found out we were playing together saying, hey, you know, good luck this weekend. Great pickup. And I'm like, thanks. But, you know, we have a lot of work left. Like, this is a fully stacked tournament. Like, none of these games are easy. Right. And so I think that's, you know, last week before I went into the tournament, I'm like, I got to refocus. Like, these people are really excited for me, which is awesome. And I love the support. But I got to refocus because none of this is easy. Like, we played, uh, you know, Chase and Avery first match. Like, I know they're not going to back down. I know they're bringing everything they got. So I'm like, I got to refocus and, uh, you know, consider what I'm doing to get ready for these matches. And then just cause I'm playing with a top tier caliber player like Taylor doesn't mean that, you know, anything's a given at this point. Yeah. I think that's kind of the mindset that's gotten me and, uh, for me and Highland when we were, you know, we were consistently in semifinals, it was like constantly fighting that mental, uh, game where you're, you, you want to take those first rounds a little lighter. And, uh, I mean, to be a top consistent team, it's like you have to take every single team, even if in, even in the qualifier. But, like, that first match of the day, even if you're a top seed, it's never easy. Uh, and the difference between the top guys and the guys in the back of the main draw is, like, one or two points. It's just, like, that 1%. So you gotta be you got to be on all the time for sure. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Um, and so that was one of the things that, you know, I refocused on, I'm like, just cause you're playing with a, you know, a great player and, and I'm certainly not taking away anything from, you know, Brian or Kurt or other partners I've had before, but, uh, just cause you're playing with a player who has, you know, this, this, uh, experience level, uh, doesn't mean anything's a given, like I, you still need to work your tail off for these points and you still need to, um, do your side of the net the way you should do it. So that's what's cool about beach volleyball too. Is like, you don't, you can't really carry your partner. Like the other, there's two people, there's no subs. It's, it's like a perfect combination of those two players. If, if one team wants to exploit one player, they will. Um, so obviously, I mean, Taylor's has great experience and played a lot, but, it ain't it ain't that kind of sport where where one player can completely carry the other one, especially a, a defender over a blocker. I mean, some could argue that Phil could probably carry some players pretty far, but other than that, uh, it doesn't really happen. I think that's fair. Yeah, no, and that's that's exactly something that came to mind. You know, I've I've spent my you know a lot of, a lot of the matches I've played have been have been in the first couple rounds, right? You know, I. A good, a good couple of tournaments for me has often been, you know, making it to seventh, fifth, third, you know, before, before that was my best, you know? And so winning those first couple of rounds is huge. And like you said before, focusing on those first couple of rounds, uh, it is extremely important. And especially when you want to try and carry some momentum and when you're playing with a new partner, like I was and a new coach, you know, kind of figuring those things out and, some of that just comes down to focus. Some of that just comes down to communication. Um, but I think that's something we really did good this weekend uh, and and what made our success possible. And I, I know that the, one of the true tests of a partnership is how well you can lose together and kind of recuperate from that. So when, when Billy and Ryan got you guys in the second round, what was that discussion like that helped you guys bounce back and beat Cayman Ricardo, a really good team. I mean, in, in straight sets and pretty quick and then just carry that through the finals. Yeah. You know, so the, the thing about the Billy and Ryan match, we played a really good first game. Uh, we, we controlled the game. We, we controlled our side of the net. And what happened is game two and three, we both had a really, we had a really slow start. Um, and that was largely due to what happened on our side of the net. Um, and so the, those are things we can control. And so we kind of tried to just refocus that, you know, uh, credit to Billy and Ryan. They played phenomenal volleyball those last couple of games to, you know, bounce back after the first game, which we uh, kind of controlled. And they ended up controlling the last two games and ultimately winning the, the match. So kind of what we did was just refocus. Uh, we kept things simple on our side. Uh, it's one of the things we talked about with Rich was, 
control our side of the net, do what we can do, um, and just, you know, not, not, uh, not try to do too much. We're keeping it simple. We're keeping it light. We're communicating. And that's just one of the things that worked for Taylor and I. Um, and, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I, I could probably bring up as well is that playing with Taylor is actually very similar to playing with Brian because uh, both of them are ball control players. And so, you know, doing that transition has actually been very easy. Brian is a very uh, controlled player. Very, he's a very highly skilled at controlling the volleyball, just as Taylor is. Uh, so for me, as a as a right side, it was very easy to make that transition. So you play with you know someone that can't control the ball as well, can't set as well. You know, this weekend I was taking a lot of serves. Um, that would be it's just it made it made it very easy to make that transition. And so that's just something we focused on is one point at a time. Keep as for me, you know, Rich pointed out, keep making my moves as a blocker. Taylor's going to do his job in the back and. Uh, get some balls up. I'm going to do my my job up front, try and get some blocks. And from there, we're just going to, you know, continue to try and side out and and score points when we have the opportunities. Um, that was another thing is, you know, capitalizing on opportunities we had. Uh, I, th- I don't think we did that well against Ryan and Billy in the second two games, uh, games two and three. Uh, but that's something we did very well in the following match. So, you know, kind of capitalizing on opportunities you know, it's a huge thing at beach volleyball. So you, you don't get that many of them. So being aggressive, um, all those things come into play. And now I've watched pretty much like every possible YouTube video of you and you don't, <laughs> you don't get a ton of serves. So how was it this weekend seeing a lot of serves and getting a lot of offensive opportunities? I'm sure that conditioning probably played a factor in because you're a jump server you're a blocker and for the first time in probably a pretty good while you were getting basically every ball you know that's that's an excellent question um you know as it stands i'm an awkward lefty you know i shout out to ed ratledge him and i (laughs) (laughs) nobody nobody likes playing defense on us but you know uh statistically brian brian has probably taken more of the serves than i have um and this weekend, knowing I'm playing with Taylor, obviously a little bit more decorated of a beach volleyball player, uh, I knew I was going to be taking a lot of the serves. And like I like I talked about earlier, um, I just I kind of mentally prepared for that. And it's it's a little different mindset going into it, but at the same time, it's the exact same thing. Every time you step back there and someone's serving at you, you got to expect to get the ball. And if you're not expecting it, they're going to catch you off guard and they're going to earn some easy points. So. Um, I just tried to refocus and, you know, it was, it was exhausting. Like the, it was really hot down there. I wasn't used to that weather, but you know, I just, just try to stick with it point at a time and your body's screaming at you. You know, it's, it's 95 out here. I don't want to go. I don't want to go die for that pass. I don't, but I'm going to, I'm just going to do the pass and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's another reason why I say, I just try to take it point by point. What is, what is the temperature like? in Minnesota right now. Cause I know, I mean, you have a lot of success in these early tournaments. I know when, when you took third in new Orleans of 2015, like you and Brian had only been able to train for like two weeks before that. Right. <laughs> so like, what's your training been like leading up to this? Uh, yeah, I probably had, I think I played once and had four drilling sessions. <laughs> really? So not great. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. And those involved sand socks for the other reason. Cause not balls. <laughs> wait, is it you play out outside in Minnesota? Uh, yeah. I mean, so there's a as it stands right now, and this could change in the near future. We used to have an indoor place in Minneapolis, but uh, now that there's been there's a couple about an hour and a half east of us. Oh. So I made it out there twice this winter. Other than that, uh, just a couple practices around here, and you know, like I said, I, I played once. It was the morning before work, and and here wait. we are. How the hell do you stay so good at volleyball? <laughs> That's incredible. Well, you know, I think I think a little bit. Uh, Brian and I are both kind of the type of players that, uh, and we're very gracious for it. I don't think we're the type of players that need a thousand reps a day to you know stay fresh and stay right. uh, on top of our game. Right. Uh, we kind of we kind of pick it up as we go. We try and play a little bit in the winter, a little bit of indoor volleyball, 
but ultimately what it comes down to is, is focus. I mean, you, you get into that game situation, uh, especially when you're on the AVP tour and it doesn't matter you, if you're focused, uh, you know what you've been practicing, you know what you've been practicing, you know what you've been doing. And I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a 21 year old anymore. I'm 30 years old, almost 31 at this point. I, I've had plenty of experience. So once I'm focused and I'm into the game, like I've done it a thousand times, I've done it, a, you know, right. Then how many times? So, well, there, I'm certainly not discrediting reps and practice because that a hundred percent helps. Right. Uh, once you get into that game mindset, I mean, it, everything comes back to you. Your muscle memory comes back. Your, uh, you know, your emotional memory comes back just to kind of unwind from bad plays, things like that. Um, and so that's just kind of something we've had to adapt to living in Minnesota is that once you get out there, well, you better be ready to go from point one. Right. Um, even if you haven't had the reps that you wish you could have had. And don't get me wrong, I would I would have loved to have practiced about 25 more times before going to this tournament, but such as life here in Minnesota. So um, that's just kind of the way we've had to adjust and adapt. And, you know, that's been a couple cold mornings, a couple cold afternoons to get some practices in over the years. But, uh, yeah. Well, you're uh... – you're making me feel good about my comeback uh, in terms of <laughs> in terms of trusting muscle memory because yeah, you can do it really well. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. The AVP season is back, hallelujah, which means, guess what? We are back to playing with Wilson Volleyballs again, and the College Girls plays with Wilson, and the CBVA plays with Wilson, the AVP plays with Wilson. There is a reason that all of the pros and those about to become pros play with Wilsons, all right? It is the best ball in the game. It is the one the pros use and the one that you should use as well, and the good news is, is that you can get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND. All right, and I'll say that one more time. You can get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND for 20% off of the best balls in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Listen, we're all athletes here for the most part, which means that we are all aching in some way or other or sore somewhere. All right, and a lot of times this is our knees, which is where Firefly Recovery comes into play, which is why I love them so much. So if you're one of those Weird people who go to work every day, like I do, you can strap this onto your knee while you're sitting at your desk, and it helps you recover by moving the blood around in the region. I'm not a scientist. I don't know exactly how it works. You can go to fireflyrecovery.com. They have all sorts of testimonials and information out there. But what I just want to say is that it works. Like if you're traveling on a plane to an FIVB or a Norseca or to AVP Austin or to AVP New York or Seattle or wherever it may be, use Firefly Recovery on the plane. It'll help you recover while you're sitting there on your plane ride talking to people that you probably don't want to be talking to anyway. So use Firefly Recovery to be the best athlete that you can be. And now back to the show. And so, I mean, you've, you've got a new baby, you're a full, you have a full-time job, you only get to train a little bit. I mean, what is it like just being Tim Baumgren right now? You have a ton going on and then you just jet down to Austin after a handful of practices and make an AVP final. That's not a bad way to be. I, I, I kind of want to be like Tim Baumgren when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's... It, it really comes down to time management and, and where your priorities are, you know, and that's something I've had to reevaluate, especially after having a kid. Um, I'm, I'm not a morning person. I'm not. But uh, when I had a kid, he's 14 months old now. So a little over a year ago, um, I, I've had to become a morning person. I work out in the morning and I still get to work before most people. So I'm up at like 5 a.m. every day, uh, go to work out, and then I get to work around seven or a little after and you know, it's, it's, it's one of my priorities that I'm going to work out because I have, I have goals, right? It's all, it all, all comes back to the goals. And, uh, you know, I love to play volleyball. I love to uh, play on the ABP tour. And, and so it's just kind of setting your priorities, right? And obviously I need to make time for family, which is my evenings. So mornings have become the time where I can get my workouts in. And, uh, you know, I certainly have to communicate quite a bit with my wife on on nights I practice and because she's all alone with uh, the big boy Brody uh, mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of that's kind of what it's come down to at this point um, 
but obviously opportunities to get out, get out there and play just, just mean that much more because I know, I know I'm a busy guy and, and same with Brian. He's got three kids uh, and I've watched him do it. He's been just a phenomenal role model for me, you know, raising three kids, uh, his wife, Ange is, you know, just phenomenal watching those kids while we travel. And uh, so I, I've had some good influence on that. Uh, just watching him stay in shape, watching him have his full-time job and, and just kind of how he um, goes about it. And I'm just trying to kind of mimic that and, uh, you know, set your priorities, set your priorities right and make time for the things that uh, are meaningful. And how is Brian, by the way? So what exactly did he do that's that's making him sit out yeah so he's got a he's got a knee injury i'm not going to go into too much detail because it's his timetable for return is somewhat uncertain right now but he's essentially got a knee injury that um deals with some of the cartilage in his knee and uh he's been working on it with a lot of specialists uh but we don't so yeah we don't know when he's coming back um and I mean, ultimately, it's been tough. He's he's working he's working harder than anyone. Brian Brian is one of those people that doesn't do anything um, half-assed, and he's he's such a hard worker. So he's he's working to come back. I don't know what that looks like yet, so I don't really have a great answer for it. Um, but yeah, it, he's had to sit out a couple of tournaments, and and we'll kind of see where it, where where he lands here coming up. But we'll see you in New York. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I'll be in New York. Yeah, I, I know Brian's out for New York. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I plan to be there, and I I don't know who I'm playing with yet. Right. <laughs> Sounds like beach volleyball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I've kind of kind of thrown myself into that pool of players. You know. I wish I could play with you. That'd be fun. Hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So we gotta we gotta fill everyone in on. Uh, so what happened with the ankle uh, this week in Austin? Because I didn't even know about it until we all got in the car to go to the airport, and you unraveled that thing, and it was pretty gross. So let's <laughs> fill everyone in on not only did you grind through getting a ton of serves through the heat, and you got all the way to the final, and then you had to play Phil in the final, uh, but your ankle, you sprained your ankle in one of the matches. Yeah, so... Uh, I just kind of did it. It was kind of a, a loose play on Friday in our second match against Billy and Ryan. Oh, that was your um, second match of the tournament? Yeah, it was second match. Oh, my. Um, I was thinking <laughs> second to last, maybe. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. So it's one of those things. I, I've done it once or twice before, so I kind of I kind of knew what to do. But um, ultimately what happened is that, you know, I just kind of went up for a late block in transition. So I was a little bit, you know, shuffling sideways and I kind of half turned to look at Taylor's dig, um, but just caught one of those sand pockets. It's kind of just angled outwards and ultimately just kind of rolled my ankle, my right ankle. Um, and it, you know, it's one of those things I can, I can still feel it, still, right. still feel it in my head. It's just terrible. <laughs> but, uh, so immediately I'm like, okay, I know what I got to do. I need, I called the medical timeout and I said, I just need to tape this thing. And, and for the rest of that match, it was just fine. Uh, it had nothing to do with our loss to Billy and Ryan. Um, but then, you know, so I woke up the next morning and that that's when it was at his absolute sorest. Oh. Uh, I, I, I told Taylor, I'm like, you know, I'm 50, 50, but that was at like, you know, eight, eight 30 in the morning. We didn't play till 11 or 12. Um, got a little You're 50, 50 on day two. The well, so yeah, <laughs> when I woke up, I was right. right. When I, you know, I, I I was kind of that awkward guy. I walked around the hotel a couple times, just <laughs> trying to loosen it up. You know, when you sleep, when you sleep, it's the worst. It's because you're not moving it for eight hours or whatever. Um, but I tried to elevate it. I iced it a little bit, uh, you know, based on some of the trainer recommendations because I wasn't playing the day before after the last match. Um, but ultimately, you know, the next day I took some ibuprofen, a little bit of Tylenol, and once I got it taped up, it actually felt pretty good. Um, one of the, the hardest ways to move it is to kind of like point my toes. Right. Um, so when I got it taped up, that kind of eliminated that ability, uh, to oh, yeah. point my toes a little bit. And so it was still, uh, very functional with little pain. Um, 
going forward the next couple of days. So obviously both Saturday and then into Sunday, I was just like, well, I, if I get a good tape job, we'll be just fine. Um, right. so, you know, after, after I told Taylor I'm 50, 50, I, you know, kept moving it around trainers, the trainers at the ABBI, I have to give them a shout out. They were phenomenal. They treated me, you know, so well and just, just gave me the opportunity to continue playing. They taped me up perfectly. Um, my ankle was great the rest of the tournament and, you know, good advice on what to do at night and, and everything. So, uh, I think, I think the picture that I put online, I think that makes it look, look worse than it actually is. <laughs> makes you look like a true Viking for playing through with that thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. To show my, my colors, you know, I wore my, uh, <laughs> I wore my Viking shirt to practice this morning down in the, the national team practice for you. <laughs> You're a good man. Try You're a good man. I told Stafford it was in honor of, Timmy Baumgren. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately the, the ankle, it does look pretty bad. It, it, it was pretty swollen, but the pain and playing through it was, was fairly minimal. So I, I certainly don't, not trying to take more credit than I deserve yeah. with the, uh, being a warrior aspect, but, uh, <laughs> but the picture speaks for itself. I certainly don't want to do that again. If I can avoid it. What's your, uh, what is your Instagram handle? So everyone can look at your, uh, the picture it should just be uh, at tim bombgren yep i like it and by the way i i had a ankle surgery after the 2016 season and it was because i had a little pinch in my ankle that made it so it hurt uh, when i point my toe but the one thing i know about that is that it hurts or you need to point your toe to jump and leave the ground (laughs) so it's still like amazes me that you played all the way through the final with that and played well yeah well. you know and th- and that's one of the things is like when I, when I first started moving like I, I went up a couple of stairs and that's actually what hurt the most was kind of you know pointing my toe walking up a stair and I was like oh okay I get it I know what I got to do I got to jump a bunch today right so that's that's one of the things that I you know the tape and the um, Tylenol and ibuprofen they, they helped quite a bit yeah um, so I was able to kind of avoid a bit of that pain um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, those trainers are, they're, they're phenomenal and helped me out quite a bit. And you played through some barn burners too. I mean, your match with Loomis and Piotr went seventeen fifteen in the third for almost an hour and a half. And then your semifinal. So the, I was streaming it on Amazon cause I had flown back home Sunday morning and the, the rain caused the broadcast to go out for a little bit. So I didn't wait around for it to come back on, but that lasted an hour and 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, that must be including the rain delay, but I, I would like to stop and say thank you to Amazon Prime because their stream was phenomenal and we're so appreciative, especially a lot of the folks back here in Minnesota. Um, we love the streams, love the you know um, ability to watch multiple games. It's been awesome. Uh, but yeah, so the... Uh, a couple of barn burners, yeah. Those those uh, suck for a guy who has to blo- uh, run up and block and then side out every ball in that <laughs> heat too. Well, no, it's, heat. <laughs> it started. It started like a full. It was hot, and then for like a few hours there it was like a full on downpour. Like the players' tent was flooded. Oh, really? We we're all in the players' tent with like water under our feet. Tim and Taylor and uh, uh, <laughs> Jeremy and Reed are all just standing there waiting for uh, Jeff Conover, the tournament director, to come in and tell him to play again. <laughs> it was uh, crazy how the weather changed on you. Yeah, that was – it was literally like the like a light switch turned on. It was it was just fine out on court one where we were playing, and all of a sudden the, war, the wind started like swirling really, you know, bizarrely. And, uh, and, and then it started drizzling, and then, you know, three minutes later it's – raining fairly hard and then it was just downpouring a couple minutes after that and uh we ended up finishing game two but it's it's one of those things you you don't even really realize it until you're out there the hardest part about rain is actually setting it's not it's not necessarily hitting it's it's actually setting when you're staring straight up into the air for a while and that (laughs) those big drops of uh rain are coming down and hitting you right in the face uh, none of us were wearing glasses at that at that point. Yeah. I don't think so. Nobody had protection from that. But uh, we ended up 
we lost game two uh, pretty badly at that point. So maybe, maybe the uh, rain delay was a good thing for us. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had a uh, a match in Cincinnati a few years ago that I, I think we were playing. Jahiden and I were playing uh, Nick and Ryan, I think, and and Nick hitting sky balls in like the, one of the heaviest rains I've ever been in. <laughs> And we're like looking up. You're, you're having to look up for like a few seconds, like trying to pass yeah. these sky balls. You're, you're like basically eyes are underwater. It's uh, it's not not easy, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually brilliant. And now I'm kind of upset that I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, actually a phenomenal idea. <laughs> That's what we noted. Write that down. <laughs> noted. <laughs> and I mean, you had been in in semifinals before. Was New Orleans the last time you'd been in a semi? Yeah, that's actually. I've only been to a semifinal once. I've taken okay. a, a, several fifths, but uh, this is my second semi. And that one, yeah. you came out of the qualifier too. So that's that's impressive in itself. Um, but this was your your first first trip to the finals. Was it? Is it any different for you to play in the finals? I mean, you seem to do a pretty good job of, of just being mindful of just kind of like that one point at a time mindset. But I feel like being in the finals on stadium court against the best team on the planet, is that any different for you, like approach-wise or just playing-wise? You know, I, I think it's one of those things you kind of get used to as an athlete. Um, I've played in front of crowds before, and honestly, I, I, I can zone them out. And not to say I don't love them, but once it comes down to the serve coming at you, 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 you completely tune that out. And, you know, even though it's Phil and Nick on the other side, it's just you're still playing your same game. I'm trying to pass the ball so Taylor can set me or vice versa. I can set Taylor. And um, you just kind of it's one of those things. It's, it's a very exciting thing, especially beforehand. But once you get on the court, you know, you kind of let your muscle memory take over. You kind of let uh, your emotions just just run away and and you just play the same game you've been playing all weekend and that that was kind of one of the things I tried to focus on you know I certainly was very anxious beforehand um it's it's exciting you know it was my first final there's no denying that and so uh just trying to balance those emotions before you get out there but you know as soon as the serve one comes at you I've been in that situation before I've played on stadium before how how is this any different you know so it's just kind of trying to find the balance but at the same time, you try to use that energy, right? I'm. This was match number, I think, seven for us on the weekend. Yeah. I've been getting most of the serves. You know, I was exhausted, but you you let some of that adrenaline kick in, and you, you and you try to just channel it to things that you know you can kind of use to your competitive advantage. Um, and while the scoreboard didn't reflect that, uh, that's certainly what I tried to do. <laughs> well, I last time I played in an AVP final against Phil, uh, it was basically the same score. <laughs> so, uh, I'm right there with you. That was uh, Chicago 2016, I think. Yeah, actually, um, you know, yeah. Chicago last year. So the last two tournaments I've played in, Phil, Phil and Nick have knocked me out of both because it was Chicago that they ended our that they ended our run at a, a ninth, I believe it was, and I believe they were split blocking, which makes me feel all that much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did. Best. I mean, they almost won the final split blocking. I mean, they beat Jake and I, Taylor by a similar score <laughs> split blocking. So, yeah, it's pretty impressive. And now, it's like, what's your training look like when season gets started? Is it the same as it was in the off season, or does it pick up a little bit? I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I like marvel at how good you are for how little that you touch a ball in between you know, <laughs> Chicago and Austin. Yeah. And how do you prepare for uh, for heat? Do you like go in the sauna and do some like crazy, <laughs> crazy heat training or something? I can't. Uh, hold. I mean, so my training kind of looks like this. So in the winter, I'm doing a lot more <clears throat> lifting and uh, I try and I start try and stay pretty consistent with like a plyometrics workout or two during the week so that, you know, you kind of get that cardio in. Uh, but I'm also lifting a lot more, trying to build some of that leg strength, uh, things that'll benefit me on the volleyball court. Um, and then once kind of once season comes around, I kind of transition into, you know, a little bit more training and cardio on the court, playing, et cetera. Um, but to be fair, I'm, I'm always playing with a ball at home. I'm always setting a ball on the couch or, you know, trying to play with little Brody and just kind of messing around with the volleyball. He loves dunking them in his little tight basketball hoop and things like that. 
<laughs> but uh yeah i mean the training just it, it kind of goes in in cycles uh so winter winter time is more weight summertime is less weight but you're certainly staying in shape and trying to keep up some of that muscle that you've built up over the winter um at the same time i'm trying to trim a couple pounds in the summer and trying to get ready for these hot days like this um but there's no denying i i i will be the first one to admit that i wasn't ready for the heat that texas brought like when i got out there in in match one it was kind of like almost one of those surreal moments where i'm like wow it is really hot out here (laughs) very very sweaty and i'd love to go jump into that cooler full of ice because i'm from minnesota (laughs) yeah um but you know it's just kind of one of those things you're like all right well it's hot but we're, we're not doing that so here we go here's here's point one let's focus uh and that's just kind of the mindset i bring into it but yeah i'll be the first one to admit i wasn't ready for that texas heat period <laughs> and now the uh the animosity seems to have died down a little bit but you did get to take part in your first uh crab on crab battle oh yeah <laughs> how was that? i mean how was it out there i know that i mean it was a good match you know me me and try were in the we were in the front row watching it but was there is it a little bit different playing, you know, in in a match where there might be a little bit more trash talk going on? <laughs> you know, I, I, it was it was it was just a, kind of another type of excitement. I mean, obviously, you know that when the, when any type of brothers play each other, there's going to be a little extra competition. But those guys are are extreme professional about it. I mean, they're out there playing beach volleyball, which they both love. Maybe now they are. <laughs> <laughs> that could be true. Maybe, maybe on the court. No. Yeah, you, you probably know more than I do. <laughs> but I mean, they were both very professional. I never heard anything disrespectful or anything like that. There wasn't anything really. Uh, uh, when you mentioned trash talk, there wasn't really too much trash talk or anything like that. I think you know, as as Taylor's teammate, I I brought on a little extra responsibility in the fact that I'm like, all right, we're playing Trevor. I know he wants this right. just as much as I do, if not more. So I'm going to refocus my game. And to be honest, I. I think it was their third match as well on Saturday, or was it their second, third? I'm not sure, but either either way, both our teams, it was later in the day, were, were very tired. Like, there's no denying that. That 95-degree heat will do that when it's 4 or 5 p.m. by the time we were playing. And, you know, ultimately, we we were just doing what, what, what Rich told us, uh, focus on our side of the net. And so we were kind of doing what we could. I think we earned a couple points uh, towards the end of game one. We actually started off really slow. I think we were down 8-13 in game one. Um, That's one of the things that Taylor and I did really well. Uh, We communicated. We we just stuck to our game plan and just earned earned points where we could. Got a block or two. Taylor obviously gets a lot of digs and uh, is very good at putting the ball away in transition. So, um, But playing Trevor and and John, uh, hats off to them. They, They played a phenomenal tournament. Uh, thankful to be coming out on top on that match, but they, it was a fun match. I mean, you know, there, there is that little extra sense of competition when you got brothers involved. So it was fun to be a part of. And then you, you come home, you have your best finish in professional volleyball and you go back to work. (laughs) (laughs) Like how, how was that transition? I know. I mean, when I have to go back, at least I go back to write about what I just, watched you know so it's not like i have to completely shift gears but how is it just like making that transition back to just the real world in real life you know uh i'll be honest uh i was pretty worthless at work today. <laughs> <laughs> as you talked about before we started recording where's those um, reports tim <laughs> where's the tps report no, uh it's it's just kind of something it's another thing I've kind of grown accustomed to the um, my both I've had a couple of jobs while doing this kind of uh, hobby on the side, you know, but I kind of just communicated with my work that this is what I do in the summers. I do, I do a lot of travel and, you know, I just kind of make it clear that, um, you know, this is, this is a priority of mine and, you know, coming back on Monday is extremely difficult, especially after playing in a final uh, because, you know, I didn't get back till 11 PM last night. I was up at about six. I worked by seven, um, <laughs> with an ankle, the size of a watermelon. Yeah. With, with a nice looking <laughs> ankle and a half and a half shaved leg. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there, uh, 
Is there any sort of uh, celebration that's going to happen, uh, or even a little celebration? It doesn't sound like it's happened yet. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a nice. You know, I certainly. I had a I had a uh, airline beverage last night to celebrate. And I just oh, there you go. Relaxed in my seat for a little bit. Right. I thought it was standard that you pour a glass of wine during the podcast. So I'm actually drinking a glass of wine right it now. Is. Oh, Thank it you. Is. Yeah, so. so appropriate. Cheers, fellas. Cheers on this um, side. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. It's it's a completely different mindset. So, you know, work is work, and and it's awesome. I love I do I do love what I do, and I work for a software company. For those that don't know, um, but yeah, just uh, you know, going out on these weekends and coming back and and uh, heading to work, especially on on a long weekend like this where you play that many matches and you're playing on Sunday, uh, it's tough to dive back into it. There's no denying it. Um, but it's, it's worth every second. So, you know, I do, I do it again in a heartbeat. Well, we appreciate the, the work you do on the volleyball court. It was, it was fun watching you guys all weekend. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Question. Try. Do you have, do you have anything left for, <laughs> for Timmy? Um, no, man, I had, a, I had a, real, a lot of fun watching. I'm glad I kind of came out last second to watch and uh looking forward to seeing who you uh pick up for new york i think your your stock even though it was already very high it might be even a little higher now so uh <laughs> you'll probably have a bunch of options <laughs> thanks yeah i i have a question is that okay yes sir yeah bring it on travis congratulations to you my man i appreciate oh, yeah. that thank you uh give us give us a quick segment on uh you know how, how your qualifier went and you know i i read your article today or at least most of it until my little man uh, distracted me <laughs> um, <laughs> give me uh give me the you know 30 second to minute uh, update on how the qualifier went and how it felt to to make it through and and qualify for your first event man it was uh it was hot <laughs> um so we <laughs> Me and Rafi, we the the draw was originally supposed to be fifty teams, so we had a buy, so we were only supposed to play three. And then, like the day before, I think they changed it to sixty four, and so we had to play four matches. And that that extra one made a difference because um, we oh, sure. man, our yeah. our third match was a a gnarly one. We went sixteen fourteen in three against Matt Prosser and Eric Baranek, and it. I mean, that's we good, were that's a good team. Yeah, I mean, we were spent. After that, and uh, and Conover, he asked us. He was like, "Do you guys want to, you know, get ready and go against Dylan Merrick and Andrew Dentler?" And me and Rafi were both like, "No, like we we wouldn't, we can't do that." <laughs> so we sent out um, Rafi's girlfriend uh, Avery Bush. So her mom ran out and got us food because we were both cramping pretty bad. And we just like like three minutes before we were supposed to play, we're just sitting there eating dinner. And our warm up was like two seconds. Like we got smashed in the first set because we just weren't ready to go. And then we uh, and like I had I got a bad history in qualifiers that in matches they go three sets and like here it was just here we go again. And we were down five two. And uh, I mean we we been down a couple times throughout the day and like we had so many opportunities where we could have just kind of packed it in. Um, and we rallied again. And like, I, when I look back on it, you know, everyone always asked me like how it felt to, to qualify. And I mean, it, it felt like, you know, exactly as I expected it to, you know, you just, it's almost like that kind of a, a Christmas morning feeling where it's, you know, it's great yep. for a couple hours and then you're like, okay, well, you know, that's it. You know, it's now, it's, <laughs> now it's December 26th and we're moving on. And, and I knew that that's how it would be. Cause that's how it like, you know, you grew up playing sports your whole life and, and I did too. And, you know, every other accomplishment, you know, I've ever had in sports, that's the way it went. So like, I knew that if I were to base my happiness on, you know, a feeling that would ultimately be really fleeting, you know, then it wouldn't be worth it. So like, I look back on it, I'm way prouder of the fact that like we were down in three of our four matches and like, we could have packed it in and we didn't. And, and that was awesome. And then just like walking around the, the, you know, just the feedback and response that I got that night. Um, you know, I, when I, by the time I got back to the player's tent, you know, I had like 50 texts and phone calls and messages from like players that, that I respected and looked up to like Ty Trambley, I think was the first one to text me. And, and then just like guys like that, it was, it was awesome. Just like, and 
I didn't even know that Sean Rosenthal and, and Phil like even acknowledged who I was. And then both of them came up to me the next morning and were like, Hey dude, congrats. Like that was a gnarly qualifier. And I was like, Holy cow. Like <laughs> they know my name. <laughs> you know? So it was, uh, I mean, it was just an awesome experience. Just like finally making it through. And it was funny because like just being in the player's tent, like I felt like almost every like everyone's kids like kid brother because like everyone it seemed like was kind of rooting for me to make it through um oh yeah and then then i did it and you know they were all really happy at the same time i feel like you know they they could be really happy because they they know that i'm not a threat to win just yet (laughs) like (laughs) little brother can't knock off big bro yet so uh that's kind of the next step (laughs) to get there now you got a little target on your back that's what that's what you earn with these victories you get your target on your back gets a little bigger and bigger, but uh, that's, that's right. one. Yeah, but Travis, I mean that that's awesome, man. Congratulations to you as well. I think so well deserved, man. And and what you guys are doing here with the the Sandcast and and some of your writings on Volleyball Magazine and stuff are are just phenomenal. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Absolutely. Was there anything else, Tim, that you want to add? Anything that? Uh that you wish we would have asked you or wanted to bring up? No, try, man. Get healthy. Yes, sir. I'm on it. Yeah, I know you are. I know (laughs) it's a long road, but stick with it, man. Will do. Will do for sure. Well, you get healthy Uh, too. And, uh, good luck doing the partner shuffle. And, uh, yeah, sounds good. Thanks. Oh, we do have, we do have, uh, one question that we, uh, that we end every podcast with. And that is if you had to give advice to a young up and coming volleyball player, um, what would that piece of advice be? Oh yeah. Just, I, I'd say don't give up. I mean, I, I can tell you firsthand that I've had some struggles, you know, with trying to qualify and then, you know, the, the, no matter what, you're always going to want the next level. Um, so just don't give up, you know, work hard. And I think ultimately if you work hard, you're satisfied with your progress because you're going to see progress if you're working hard. Um, you know, it is, it's, it's weekends like this for me that, that really prove that. And then you see some of the support that you get, um, which is just even more motivating. I'd say absolutely just work hard, set yourself some goals and, uh, you'll see the progress. So stick with it. Even if you see some failures along the way. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time out of a ridiculously busy weekend. (laughs) (laughs) no thank you guys for the call i appreciate it uh yeah i I hope to see you guys in new york city thanks tim yeah see you in new york bud go vikings that's right go vikings thanks try thanks (laughs) (laughs) see you tim later all right see you guys